Welcome to the Community Conversations podcast, where we believe that world transformation begins with gospel transformation, and gospel transformation begins with discovering the truth about who God is and who you are. And it starts right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> better welcome back to another episode (laughs) this is gonna be a fun episode i can tell already (laughs) well i'm here as always with noah champ always always there's a plot twist oh yeah we're doing something new tonight we've never done on the podcast never and we've got a third guest yes very excited very exciting shocked he could make it very busy schedule very busy schedule we are here with Mr. Stephen Wakefield. Come on. How you doing? It is I. It is I. Welcome. <laughs> it is I. I've arrived. Welcome to the studio, man. <laughs> Stu is sick. Dude, welcome. <laughs> welcome, dude. Just a couple guys hanging out and doing the thing. <laughs> I'm uh I'm really enjoying these last few episodes that are not recorded on video. I know. I know. There's something different. I mean, like it's a it whole is. other you know. Yeah, you know, I don't know what the word. A hold of their monster. Well, you know, maybe people would like seeing this. What we're doing right now, just kind of super cash, super casual. We're yeah. all kind of lumped together in a little triangle. Yeah. Stevens yeah. in a camping chair. Yep. Yeah. Get campy, you know. Yeah. As they say. <laughs> yeah, it's like the we need to come up with a clever name for it. like what do they call it at, when you work in an office and you get to wear like casual clothes, like casual Friday. Casual, casual Friday. Friday. We'll change the name. Casual Friday. We <laughs> love company presents Casual Friday. <laughs> We're not going to get to anything spiritual. Oh my <laughs> gosh. There's not a chance. Ooh, and I've got this cough still. You get, you get me laughing and I get coughing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> By the way, uh, if anyone has any like healing like beads or some type of oil <laughs> from the Holy Land, Brian's been dealing with a cough for what feels like 24 months. So if someone for the love of God. long years. Yeah. If someone for the love of God could get him something for this cough. <laughs> Because every week he's like, hey, guys, guess what? Still dealing with the cough a bit. <laughs> it's just that I get a cold, and then the cough hangs out for like a, a month. month. Yep. Yeah, a month, sure. <laughs> put an S, put a big capital S on the end of that. <laughs> he had one, he had a, he had a, he had, he got like the cold or whatever last year, and the cough lasted so long that he knocked a rib out of place. I coughed Wait, so, is this real? Yeah, no, I coughed so hard that one of my ribs. Yeah, I was leaving his house. I remember it, and I was sitting in my yeah. car, and I coughed, and I felt one of my ribs like move, and I went to to Josh Pax, and I was like, "Hey, is this normal? Like, yeah. that is am I going to be okay?" Yeah. yeah, and we had a. That's when we had like a brick and mortar office, and yeah. so all day everyone was just in there like, <coughs> "Sorry, <laughs> sorry." <laughs> All day. So if anyone has anything that they would recommend, I don't know, like some, maybe like a a small piece of cloth from the Shroud of, uh, or from the Shroud of Taran or whatever it is. (laughs) Something. What's that seven degrees Mm. of separation from Benny Hinn or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If someone is seven degrees separated from Benny Hinn and could just lay their hands on him, that'd be great. We don't even need the white Mm. hair or the accent. Yeah. Okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So, uh, Stephen, you know this, but for everybody listening, 
we wanted to bring Stephen in mm-hmm. and uh, just hear a little bit of his story, uh, maybe mm-hmm. get a little bit of background, and kind of ultimately like what led to you uprooting your family and moving all the way across the country. Yeah. <clears throat> that's a really big deal. Yeah. Huge deal. That's uh, that's not an easy decision to make. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know, you know, at this point, you guys have been here a little while, <clears throat> but I don't know how many people in the church have really gotten to know you guys yet. Yeah. And so I thought it'd be good to just hear a little bit kind of, of your backstory. Yeah. <clears throat> you lived a lot of life too for, yeah. you know, early 30s. <laughs> yeah. A lot of life. Thanks for that early. I like that. Early 30s. Yeah. <laughs> nah, you know, Hanging you're getting on. there. Yeah. Hanging getting on. There. Are you yep. early 30s? I'm 34, so. Uh, I feel like okay. 30. Year, it's like, I feel I like know. 35 and over is like, oh, you get in your late 30s. Yeah. Huh? You're in so your late yeah. 30s. I'll give you 34, yeah. you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oldest one in the group, but no big deal. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Some may say the wisest. <laughs> yeah. The most intelligent, no big deal. So tell so, us about yourself. Yeah. Start at, uh, you know, your earliest memory. No. Um, <laughs> I would, I do know that you have, you just have a lot of history just like with ministry. Yeah. I know that's kind of been a big part of your life. Yeah. So whatever, at whatever point in your life feels <clears throat> appropriate, <laughs> go ahead and just tell us a little bit about just kind of where you've been and, yeah. you know, some of the ministry experience you have and yeah, where that took place even. Yeah. Well, so I grew up in Washington State, and my dad was a pastor. My mom graduated from uh, Bible college, too. And so I kind of always grew up in the ministry. Um, And so I kind of also knew that I wanted to be in the ministry. And so, you know, I was like, there's kind of two kinds of pastor's kids. Like, you have, like, the Noah Chance of the world. (laughs) The rebels. (laughs) Southern Wild Oats, as they say. And uh, do it differently. (laughs) <laughs> Gotta have a testimony. Yeah, yeah, you can't you have a good ministry own. without a yeah, testimony. Yeah. Yep, that's what they say. Um, yeah, and then there's you know the ones that just dive into ministry, and I was more in that category, I guess. Yeah. And so um, straight out of high school, I was kind of already looking for ministry positions. I was working at like a warehouse, rolling carpets. <laughs> it was a carpet roller, wow. so I'd have like a quote of a thousand a day that I had to roll, CentOS, and. Wow. That was a free advertisement. Um, <laughs> sponsored, and, by. <laughs> sponsored by. Sponsored uh, by. Yeah, and I just, like, I knew I was called to ministry. The church that I was at at the time was the church I grew up in, and there was just no real opportunities there. And so I just kind of knew, as far as, you know, like, holding a role. And so I was serving a ton and just kind of knew that's what I wanted to do. And, you know, one thing led to another, and my youth pastor that I grew up with, he he had taken over a church, and so that was kind of like my entrance into ministry. He hired me as a um, a worship pastor, and kind of away we go, you know, from there. That's yeah. kind of where it started. Wow. Yeah. And so, where where was that? So that was in Renton, Washington, okay. kind of obscure, kind yeah. of uh, like south of Seattle. Um, yeah, and so I was there for a couple years. Uh, ended up. Moving to another church, um, got hired in that original one. I was hired as a worship pastor, but I was really heavily involved in youth, which for me, I felt for years like that was kind of yeah. what was on my heart to do is youth ministry. Yeah. Um, and I had always just been really involved in it growing up. And so, yeah. So then I get hired at this other church and they hire me as like a production guy. So I was overseeing all of the media and tech type stuff. But same kind of story. I would, be like 
you know, wouldn't be my role, but I would be leading worship on the weekends and then I'd be really involved in youth. Mm -hmm. And so I just always kind of felt, you know, a push to those kind of two areas, um, worship ministry and youth ministry. Just those were kind of the two that were, you know, just kind of grew up doing. Yeah. Um, PK. Yeah. PK. And so, (laughs) yeah. And then, uh, I was there for a few years and then, uh, in 2015 got a call from one of my like youth leaders growing up and, he was living here in Chattanooga and was like, Hey man, what are you doing? And I told him, you know, I'm working at this church doing production stuff. And he was like, well, I know you at least used to want to be in youth ministry. Is that still something you want to do? And I was like, absolutely. And one thing led to another. And a month later we moved from Washington to Tennessee. The first time. The first time. Yeah. So <laughs> the fact that this isn't your first move from Washington, Tennessee is <laughs> crazy. First rodeo. <laughs> well, I think too, like just to, to take a, a small moment, pause the interesting thing, like, and I think it's a bravery thing about you is like, I think for me, like growing up, there was a lot of other churches that intrigued me, but I always carried a lot of fear of like not being around my dad. Yeah. Of like, Ooh, mm-hmm. like my dad pastors, like I can't go yeah. do anything else. And like, you always kind of carried the bravery to follow the spirit and follow where you wanted to go, even though like your dad could be pastoring over here. Yeah. You could be over here at this church and you were just kind of following like yeah. back now we'd call it following the wind, but back yeah. then it was not a lot had heard of for like, you know, almost every church even you were in where the yeah. PKs would have been there. Right. And you were never afraid to like kind of right. go where you felt like you needed to go. Yeah. And I think part of that too lends to the type of like role that my dad was in. So he was a worship pastor Mm. all of my growing up. So Mm -hmm. he's been pastoring a church, senior pastoring a church for the last, I think 12 years, but all of my life growing up in their house, he was a worship pastor. And so I think there's a little less of like, like it's more often that lead pastors or even youth pastors will pass it on to their kids. But worship pastors, you just don't like Mm -hmm. typically in the church world, you know, Typically, you just age out of that. Yeah. You know? Well, and yeah. their age sons normally get like tattoos and become worship yeah. artists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I think for me, like I, I had this like passion and, and felt like I was, you know, gifted to preach and teach. And so that alone kind of made me kind of open to a little more things than just mm. worship ministry, even though that was the main thing I kind of grew up doing. Yeah. Um, and then just through, you know, like all these different church positions. So when I moved to Chattanooga, it was for a youth pastor role, but same thing. I'm, I, you know, I'm paid to do youth ministry stuff, but then I'm also doing worship yeah. and I'm just heavily involved in the church. Yeah. And so I a think lot of for hats. me, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think for me, I've kind of always tried to look outside of like, what is my paid role or position and more chase like, okay, I might be working in a warehouse, but I still feel this call to like pastor people. And and especially when I was younger at that point, that was, you know, 13 years ago at that point, you know, I'm still young. I'm like a year or two out of high school and there's no real, you know, (laughs) climbing the ladder. I hate hate using that term (laughs) in ministry, but you know, there was no, there was no opportunity for me to get paid to do that. So for me, I go, okay, well, I'm passionate about this is what I feel made to do. And if there's nothing that you know, within my church, it's going to pay me to do it. It doesn't change what I feel called to do. So right. I'm just going to find yeah. a way to serve in that the area that I feel like God has gifted me to serve in. That's so you know? good. I love so, that. Yeah. Was, and I think if everyone had that heart. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's kind of what's taking me to all these different places. And, uh, you know, moving to Chattanooga twice, 
I, I will admit, like I am a risk taker. Like I am just kind yeah. of more of the spontaneous, yeah, whatever. Yes. You know, we started this recording at 10 p.m. I showed up at 10, 18. Yeah. It, that's just, you know, who <laughs> yeah. knows what's going to happen? It's, uh, you know? Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah, I love it's great. It, right? Everyone around me loves that. <laughs> yeah, it's super um, great. So you moved to Chattanooga the first time. Yep. Okay. And was here for two years, two and a half years. Uh, and just the church that we were at, it, it was... When we first got there, I mean, it, honestly, it was really, really exciting. It just felt like God was doing all this really cool stuff, and we were coming in, I think it was like two years after the church had planted, and so we weren't really inheriting a youth ministry. We were just given the role of like building one. Yeah, cultivate scratch. something. Okay. Yeah. Which is so um, fun. Yeah, Because you're not compared fun. to anybody. Right. You're not, you know right. what I mean? You're getting to set, you know, right. plant roots. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, for me and Taylor... Uh, you know, it was just kind of like this beautiful opportunity to finally, like that was the first time I, I'd felt called to youth ministry for, I don't know, 10, 15 years before that. Yeah. And so finally getting to be in that role, it was like, wow, what a dream come true. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we're building it. For sure. Wow. And then as, as we were there, it just, the church culture changed, the leadership changed in a way that just, we couldn't, with our own conviction, we just couldn't stick it out there anymore. Yeah. And so it was kind of this weird, like, you know, the leadership in the church is going in one direction that I can't sit on the front row and clap with sure. and pretend yeah. that I'm That's like hard. gung it ho hard. on. It yeah. is hard. While at the same time wrestling, like, I'm not just in youth ministry or ministry in general because I'm like looking for my, you know, mm-hmm. niche in life. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you know, pat yeah. on the back. I found my yeah. right. thing. Yeah. Like, I really love the people that we are leading. Like, sure. It was yeah. Family. That's where me and Noah met. Yeah. I was about to say, it's where you met your hero, which yeah, is crazy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And now I'll follow him forever. <laughs> Uh, but so, it's, it yeah. is, and it's weird because there, there's a kind of like perversion of like the culture of honor right now in the Western church of yeah. like, there's, there's a place in honor where some like people would honestly say like, we'll just be there anyway. Yeah. Even yeah. if you disagree and it's like, it takes a lot of courage in that, in that sphere of the church. Yeah. Like in other, you know, if you were to look at like, you know, Presbyterians or the Methodists or, you know, the, like the Anglican, yeah. that's not tolerated, but in the more like arc you know, mega church, super fast growth, yep. super fast move model. Like you just kind of, you, you didn't just leave. Out. You just stick yeah. it out and yeah. because it's dishonored to do anything otherwise. Right. And one of the hardest things for us in that was like, I just believe in honoring your leader. Like yeah. I just believe in that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was something that was ingrained in me, you know, by my parents or, you know, the leaders that I grew up under. I don't really know where that originates with me. But for me, I'm, you know, when we're in this place where we've moved, you know, Taylor and I, we've moved across the U S at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We're at a church, which is the sole reason that we moved down here in the first place. Sure. And we're going, our window here just feels like it's closing and closing and closing. Mm -hmm. And like, this is the whole reason we're here. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm having this wrestle of like, I feel like there's some unhealthy leadership things where I can't support the style of leadership. It, it was things like, you know, like the really toxic, like extreme version of serving mm-hmm. culture where it's mm-hmm. like you kind of ignore discipleship. It's all just about where you serve in the church. So yeah. you get here yeah. and you just yeah. plug you into the dream team, get you, you know, mm-hmm. locked in somewhere. Yeah. And we call that discipleship. Which, yeah, it's like a convert house. Yeah. It's a convert you house. Just convert and people. Yeah. Yeah. And you convert it into, you know, more hands on deck. And yeah. Yeah. It just, that can be healthy when it's a family thing and we're all locking arms and like doing something together. Yeah. But when you are just treating people like, you know, they're just another cog in the system, it's Mm -hmm. like, well, they're going to eventually feel that. Yeah. So 
having felt like, you know, we advocated for at least being aware that that's, you know, what people were feeling, what we were sensing and how we were, you know, asking from volunteers. I remember there was one, one guy who his marriage was kind of struggling and he was super involved with volunteering when we were remodeling the church. And, uh, I remember we were in a staff meeting and, and we were considering asking him for more help. And I remember the person that, you know, he was kind of serving under the, the staff member was like, well, I don't know if we should ask, you know, much more of him just because he has a lot going and it seems like he's in a really unhealthy place in his personal life. And I remember the response from leadership was, no, 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 volunteers volunteer. That's what they do. It's on yeah. him if he's going to say no. Wow. And that to me was like, that was kind of mm. one of the things. It was like the straw that broke the camel's yeah. back for yeah. me. Well, it's going, not shepherding at that it's point. It's not shepherding. Yeah. You're not yeah. protecting your sheep. You're not serving the people that God's right. given yeah. to That's you. A good one. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, I I just kind of was like, man, I just. That's not me. That's not how I lead people. I just can't do it. And so we we kind of silently backed out. And I mean, we communicated with the pastor. Like we felt like our time was up, which was true. Um, but we just, we had such a wrestle with the people that we led because we were really close to them. And mm -hmm. so like for yeah. us to step back from that, it yeah. kind of felt like, you know, there's, there's this balance of how do I honor these people that right. maybe not leading in a way that I think is my perception of, how, you know, Christ-like leadership or servant leadership, but he's also a leader and I don't want to dishonor him and disrespect and sling sure. mud. Yeah. It's but almost also, like two churches. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, like I, I want to honor the people that we're leading and not yeah. just leave them to something that could hurt them. Sure. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I still wrestle like all the time thinking about, did we do the right thing? Not really saying much, not warning people and just kind of leaving it in the Lord's hands. But ultimately we just had to take responsibility for ourselves. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. the other people could, they have the same Holy Spirit we do. Yeah. The same, you know, ability to discern things that we do. And yeah. I just have to make peace with the fact that we just did what we felt like yeah. right at the time. Yeah. Well, and honor, yeah. like even, even like it, when honor is taught like incorrectly, when those people do honor, it's only good seed. Like you can't yeah. sow bad yeah. seed in honor. Right. Even if you were taught it incorrectly and yeah. did it incorrectly, like it's still a good seed for yeah. you. Yeah. It's like giving. I yeah. could give to someone that embezzles millions. Right. doesn't affect that I gave, right. you know, right. honor right. is honor. Totally. And it's, you know, it is hard too, because there comes a the point where like, if you're in that position, you really disagree with what's happening in leadership and you feel like they're going a different direction than you are. Yeah. And you're feeling really convicted on that. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I think it was, you just said a second ago, like it, it really is hard to like maintain honor in that place because yeah. what hap what happens oftentimes is people, they don't leave, but they end up basically starting like a second yeah. little church plant within the church. Yep. Yeah, they start you to, know? yeah, that, yeah. And too, like, at the end of the day, when honor's <laughs> perverted, all, um, all, like, all, all, all the things you bring just come as criticism. Yeah. When yeah. you pervert honor, any type of like, hey, this is happening, it's just like, I, you just hear it as criticism. Yeah. And so you learn very fast that you can't even present anything because mm -hmm. like, cause I, I, you know, I feel like you two would ground, be grounded enough to be like, Hey Noah, like you're doing this and this isn't right. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's my choice now to choose. Is that out of love or is that out of criticism? Right. And when honor is perverted, it always becomes criticism. Yeah. Yeah. And so good. there's yeah. almost even a fear to like say anything because yeah. you know, it's only going to be criticism. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's how that kind of, 
type A leadership, like overbearing, you know, yeah. mega church, like rah, rah, rah. Yes. That thing mm-hmm. just, it thrives on that. It like, does. Yeah. Listen, you just, there's a chain of command and you just do what yeah. you're told. You put your head down and you just keep working and, yeah. you know, hope the Lord blesses. Well, and, and even, it's, yeah, it's um, a scary place to it be. It is. Even John Mark Comer says, said one time, he said, the sad part about like that culture is it takes a narcissist to build something that big. Uh, but the hard part is, is often the narcissistic natures of that person that the people are actually there for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, and that's a scary, yeah. that's yeah. a scary thing. Cause you end up having to feed into what people want and the things mm. that people want in you are the unhealthy yep. pieces. Yeah. You know? Yep. So you decide to leave your hero. You yep. leave me and the rest <laughs> of the world behind. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm in tears. I'm in yep. shambles. Yep. You know, my yep. best friend's gone. <laughs> Although basically dead, basically dead. I'm going to bring it up. Uh, While you guys were were there, uh, there was a prophetic word given to you. Was there not? (laughs) Oh, there was. Thank you, Brian has for bringing this up. Let's talk about this for a second. It's, you know, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, (laughs) you can take the situation (laughs) of Stephen being at this church for whatever you want to take it for. But man, as this word held some weight oh, and some accuracy, Lord. if First Corinthians is correct about weighing the words of the prophets, <laughs> this may be a prophet yes. here. So explain this okay. this, so, this situation. Steve. Yeah, so we're at this youth camp and with like over a hundred kids. Yeah, there's a ton of kids. It's, we're packed this thing out. Yeah, we're packed this place out. It's like this, you know, Christian camp that I think slept like you know forty kids in bunk beds and stuff. We had a hundred. Yeah, we were slammed. I mean, it was just crazy. <laughs> it's the first time me and you ever preached at the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so we, we always joked like, you know, when someone's like, <laughs> how do you gingerly talk about this? I know. When someone is big on like prophetic words, and sometimes you hear them and you go. God really say that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There, yeah. There was this one. Well, like, sometimes like it's like I see this a lot, so this would make sense to say prophetically. Yeah. It probably yeah. isn't too far out there. Sure. Yeah, like someone went, "Hey Noah, you you and Brian are going to be best friends for a long time." I was like, "Well, that's kind of there. Like, yeah. that's not prophetic. Yeah, <laughs> that's just being smart." Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, we would always joke like, you know, we take it with a grain of salt or whatever. And so it's the last last day of the camp. <laughs> Uh, Noah had actually just preached that morning. Yeah. And uh, so the senior pastor was there very last day and he's, you know, he's going on, going on a prophetic word tirade and, you know, he just kind of, he probably gave out. I don't 10, know. 12, I mean, a lot. A lot. Yeah. I th- I'm thinking more in the 20s. Like yeah. we were there yeah. for, wow. I felt like an hour yeah. him yeah. giving prophetic words. Yeah. Out. Everyone's getting these like beautiful yeah. prophetic words. Yeah. He's just like amazing. Like, you know, God's going to use you for this. This is blah, 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 blah. So mind you, I'm the youth pastor at the time. Yeah. I'm like nothing compared Noah to Noah is a volunteer at the time. Yeah. And this is first time preaching, I think ever. Right? No, no. Just no, no. no. I mean, oh, within, yeah, there. within what we yes, were doing. Yeah. yeah. In the ministry we were in, it was the first time like I had been given a pulpit. Yeah. yeah. Like, so like at this time, like where Stephen's at, <laughs> Like if we're if we're calling it the ladder, Stephen's at the top, and I'm at the bottom of this yes. ladder. Like I'm I'm the lowest of the low, and yes. Stephen's like at the highest of the high of this ladder. Yes, and so he's going, you know, person person. You're going to be this big pastor, this this big preacher, this big songwriter, this. Like he's just like you know throwing out just the gauntlet of like ministry dreams. Yeah, and he gets to me, me and he goes, Stephen. And he just kind of pauses. He goes, Stephen, I have a word for you. Here's your word. You are going to be a part of Noah's destiny. And then just moves on. 
<laughs> Wait, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh yeah. my god! And I'm looking. I was and like, here we are, four years and I, later. And I was like, you know, Pastor, that is one prophetic word right there. That. And then it's so funny because, like, the the day he moved here, I was like, see. Told you. See, the Lord knew. <laughs> it was the Lord knew. <laughs> oh it was gosh. so bizarre because it was awkward, like for both of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it, here's what it felt like. This is, I think, like a good analogy for it. It'd be like two guys and like you know, like they both like the same girl, and someone being like, "You're gonna end up with this girl." Then you look over at your buddy and you're like, "Sorry, who's dating the yeah. girl? Who's, who's date, currently yeah. dating, who's dating, the, dating girl? the girl?" Yeah. And you're yeah. like, "Sorry, man." Like yeah. it was, it was so awkward because it was like. Me? <laughs> you know, and both of us are going, me? Yeah, like, <laughs> Stephen and Noah. Like, did you, and because, like, you would normally think you would hear, like, hey, Noah, like, you're going to be a part of Stephen's yeah, destiny yeah. here. Yeah. And so I know for up until this day, that has been, like, a We've new, joked about that for years. For years. Yeah. That yeah. Thank you, Brian. That yeah. prophetic word aged really well. Oh, it, it like, really like a fine wine. <laughs> like a fine wine. Yeah, it was like, I thought, man, uh, if, if anything came out of that season. That was it. It's honestly proof maybe Steven should have never left. Maybe he wasn't listening to the Lord. <laughs> and he just should have moved in with me and just really sat. You know, Jesus calls him apprentices, and maybe that's what he was needing in that season. <laughs> Oh, so you leave gosh. your destiny. Yeah, so I leave yep. my destiny back to Washington. Yeah. Uh and you were sent. Let's not let's not be yeah. a kid that like it wasn't a bad thing. No. You were no. prayed over, sent, you know, there was a lot of cheers and excitement about you yeah. leaving, like in the sense of like we know you're gonna do something great. Like yeah. it wasn't like a mm, in yeah. the middle of the night, grab your luggage, yeah. Taylor, and get yeah. out of here. Yeah, and one of the things too for us, like I'm down to make any change in my life whatsoever if God says it and I'm the Mm -hmm. one, like I'm the kind of guy who I will just wait and wait and wait and wait. Even if it's one word, like I will wait for the one word Mm -hmm. so that I can go, okay, God told me I'm doing it. And so like for me, it was a weird thing because if I'm totally honest, it was five months of us praying like God either use us to change the culture or please release Mm -hmm. us to go. Sure. Yeah. Five months. I mean, that's a lot of honor though. Yeah, it is. Most people wouldn't do that. It was really hard. Yeah, I, mean, I was there. Yeah, Noah and I walked you know yeah. that season really, really closely yeah. together. And we and, processed a lot, like even yeah. just emotions together. Yeah, and you know, making decisions of of how to handle it and all that stuff. I mean, we talked about that stuff every single day, every day for months. And yeah. it was just like, man, I just don't know. I don't know what to do because I'm at a place where I feel responsible for you know these people that I'm that I just love. They're like my family. And I feel like I'm the one thing that's kind of like taking the hits in their place. And Mm. I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of like my, my arms are protecting them. And so, you know, we're just in this place where it's like, we just know we are not, we're not meshing with what's happening. And so something's got to give either God, please use us to change it or please release us. And so five months of that, I was expecting God to be like, how he's led me most of my life has been, an opportunity will just fall in my lap. Like, a, mm. you know, reconnect with someone, you know, like that youth leader that was like, hey, man, you still want to be in youth ministry. I wasn't even looking for it at the time. It just presented yeah. itself. And yeah. then I pray about it and go, God, is this you? I feel peace about it. And then we, you know, take off and go. Yeah. yeah. And so this one was different because I was hoping something would fall in my lap and mm. give me a reason to go. And it never happened. Mm. Mm. The yeah. only thing I felt the Lord say ever was go. Wow. Wow. 
And wow. so the only place I it's a real Abraham moment for you. Yeah. And, yeah. and the place I, at the time I just go, okay, well the only place I know to go is back home, you know, it's sure. back to Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where, you know, we have a place to land. We know people and then we'll just figure it out from there. So, you know, we put in like a month or two's notice with the pastor and just tell him this is what we're feeling. He goes, actually, yeah, I, I think that's right. I like that. Wow. I yeah. feel peace about that too, wow. which was great because like, yes, we were, you know, there were reasons that we were praying about that move, but ultimately we weren't moving because we were upset. We were moving because we finally had a word from God. That yes. Said go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and worked so, through your emotions. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so just during that, we just, we went into legacy mode, just like, how can we set, you know, the leaders that are here up to lead with, you know, integrity and care mm-hmm. for the people, even if we're not here. And so once we felt like God said go, it was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll just get our ducks in a row and we'll pray about it and we'll figure out what we're going to in the process. Yeah. And so it was probably about a month after we had talked to the pastor that uh, I, I felt in time of prayer that the Lord was telling us to plant a church in Washington. Mm. And so that kind of became our, you know, our target heading yeah. back was we'll get back and launch a church. We had told the pastor that we were coming from the church uh, here in Chattanooga. And he said, well, great. We'll pay for you to go through ARC. If you want to go through ARC, we'll send you. You can be a son of our house. If you want to be a son of our house, whatever, like yeah. whatever you want, we'll, we'll send you with. And yeah. so, wow. you know, we headed back to Washington, we got back to Tacoma and uh, we just kind of hit the ground running. We felt like we we're supposed to plant there. One of the things that at the time, it, this is just one of those kind of like, I'm a little bit of an idealist. And so I just felt like God said, go. And when I felt like he said to plant a church, it was like, okay, then like, we're doing that now. Like we're yeah. uh, next when week. we get there, we're going now. Like yeah. we're just doing it. Yeah. And so you're not I, really like an in the wilderness season and wait no, guy. <laughs> no, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm like Moses at the water. Like, yeah, okay, yeah we're saying, crossing this okay, thing. Okay, man. We're doing yeah, it. Here's John the Baptist. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So we get back and uh, I go through like the process of interviewing with ARC. They, um, you know, they accept us into the program. They said, one caveat though, you have to wait a full year to plant. Uh, you have to go through a program. Oh. And it was like, we had planned on launching that. I think it was like October or something. And they said, we want you to wait till next October. Wow. And so, you know, one of the things with church planting organizations is they send you with money covering, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of all the good stuff, resources, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. And at the time <laughs> I just felt like, I feel like if I'm saying yes to this, I'm like selling my soul a little bit, like saying, I'll take your money, your resources, your this, your that, and not be like immediately obedient to God. And so honestly, I mean, it was like, it was really hard. Like it it made things a lot harder to turn down a church planning organization and plant with no resources. Like we started a bank account for the church and our, like me and Taylor's tithe. We know very well. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So like our tithe was what became our launch budget, you know, like just from our jobs that we were working or whatever. And, uh, we planted in 2017 and just before COVID hit in 2020, we felt like we had been going for three years and Tacoma is like in the top 10. I, I looked it up last week. It's still in the top 10 most de-churched or unchurched cities in the U S it's wow. one of the okay. top 10. Wow. And so a lot of the culture there is people who grew up in church and now hate it or have walked yeah, away. And so sure. we really felt this burden like, okay, if we're going to start something, let's, let's 
try and reach those people that have been burned or feel like they've been burned, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of build a bridge and help them come back and find Jesus. And so, uh, you know, I think our intentions were in the right place, but it was like two, two and a half years in, and we were just going like the people we have coming, like we didn't have a large group of people. It was like 30 people at its peak. So yeah. mm-hmm. like it never went you know, into whatever you want to call it, like a real, like planted roots, like it's growing, whatever. Just never got to that point. Well, I would Mm -hmm. say though, I would say never got to that point in like the eyes of Western success. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would, you know, there's a caveat there that how the world would define church success, you know what I mean? But, you know, Jesus did it with 12. So 30 is a lot of people. Yeah. You know? And I think for us, like it wasn't ever about the numbers. It was more about like, we never arrived at a healthy point of feeling like we're actually a church family. Mm, what it felt yeah. like about two, mm. two and a half years in is it felt like we were like a like church slamming, pastor slamming, like NA group kind of. Like mm-hmm. it was like oh wow. Because it was like a almost smaller like a group, mission in a sense, like a like well, a or like a like a like an outreach mission, but like for the yeah. deconstructionist. Well yeah, and and it was kind of like a large small group in a sure. sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we would we would worship, we would, someone would share a word and then we would have time to discuss it afterwards. And our hope in doing that kind of format was like, let's work through the, the hurt that you yes. experienced in church and let's find healing in that. Let's support each other in that and then build something beautiful. But the yeah. problem is we never got past the sharing, the hurt, the disappointment, the whatever yeah. that people had. Mm. And, you know, for us, we were coming from a place where we felt a little bit hurt in the church that we were in. You know, we were in a place where we felt like the leadership wasn't super healthy. And so it was like, we can definitely relate to these people, but we have the heart of building a church out of that pain. Right. You know, like we have... We still want to build the kingdom, not deconstruct the kingdom. Yes. We want to build people up. We want to find those that like haven't found their way back to Jesus yet, Mm -hmm. that are still in the church drama, hurt, pastor, whatever. They're not even thinking about Jesus. They're just thinking about the pastor that let them down or the church that didn't come through or whatever. And so we wanted to build the bridge for that. But the problem is, and really it probably came back to our own leadership, but like we just didn't we didn't successfully transition people into health. Wow. And so at that two, two and a half year mark, we just kind of were like, man, I feel like everything we're doing is pointed inwards. It's like not just pointed inwards at our like fam- our family or community or whatever, but like pointed inwards at me. Like I'm coming in mm. thinking about me. Our people are coming in thinking about themselves yeah. and it's yeah. never coming in thinking about Jesus, let alone the rest of the community that we're in. Yeah. Sure. Like we're a church yeah. plant. Sure. Church plants, you know, hopefully yeah. you're going to be reaching people, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so for us, we we kind of just had this come to Jesus moment where I felt really convicted that, you know, as the leader of it at the time, like I'm, I'm allowing there to be this culture of like unhealth mm-hmm. and yeah. our goal is to get people into health. And I'm just kind of letting... Yeah. Um, letting the conversation run yeah. rampant on like sure. how stupid that church is or how dumb that pastor was. Yeah. And even mm. though internally I'm like, Oh, this isn't healthy. I'm, you know, my heart is, I'm just letting them process. I'm letting them talk it out, yeah. you know, trying to get yeah. to help. But really like the leader they needed at that time was like to speak some truth into that and yeah, go sure. like, yeah, that's real hurt. But like, you're still a son or a daughter of Christ, of God. Right. Yeah. And like Christ has called you to something in this community that is beautiful. It's healthy. It's exciting. Like there's hope beyond this. Yeah. 
and I just wasn't converting, converting yeah. that in people. And sure. so I kind of just had this like conversation in place of a message and just said, Hey guys, like I, I feel like we're bonding over what we don't like. And I think God has a lot more for us in this community and a lot more for our city. If we would just recenter our focus on him instead of ourselves yeah, and yeah. stop the conversation being about what we don't yeah. like. Very yeah. pastoral it's, thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and start reframing our focus on like, let's just put our eyes on Jesus and like, let's let our gatherings focus on Jesus. Yeah. Not about our past, mm-hmm. whatever. And over the course of uh, probably three or four months, one by one, every single person disappeared. Down to our very last week, we had uh, four people. It was me, Taylor, and one friend of ours that we had planted with, and then one that was, you know, had come later on. And we we just felt like God had told us, like, to kind of reframe what we're doing. COVID had just hit, and we felt like the city we're in, like, there was a lot of... Um, it felt like there were some neighborhoods that were very like poverty stricken that just there weren't a lot of healthy churches in. And so we thought, you know, why don't we... Why don't we start trying to reach the youth? And and it was kind of in that same vein of like, okay, we're all 30-somethings. Let's make our entire church existence about a different age group. Like, wow. let's just make hmm. it com- – if we're going to say it's not going to be about us, we're going to make it completely not about us. Wow. And yeah. so it was down to four people, and I said – uh, it was the very last week. Actually, it was five. It was one, one other guy. And I said, if you're with us and this is what we feel like God's leading us to do, feel like we're going to you know, reach this one neighborhood in Tacoma and uh, frame it for youth and try and you know, reach some people in that neighborhood. If you're with us, you know, come up to the front. And only me, Taylor, and the friend did, which I'm going like, <laughs> <laughs> be on that. Like if I was, you know, if I would, was not down, I would I'd go up the front right? and then I would just ghost you. Yeah, I'd you go know? up and then be like, I'm not doing yes. it. Yeah. Yeah, yes. No. I will say that to take some respect to yeah. be like, nah. Nah, I'm not in. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, we just kind of replanted ourselves. We moved from one neighborhood to another in the city. And um, I, I loved what we, what we built in that time. It was about two years of doing youth stuff. And, you know, it's kind of funny looking back, like every time I'm working another thing, I end up doing something with youth because I just yeah. feel this. Sure. This mm-hmm. is connection. Yeah. This connection to young people. And so well, you're so young. I'm just so young. <laughs> so young. so yeah. cool. And hard. I know, guys, <laughs> I am. So, yeah, you know, and, and we did that for a year and a half, two years, something like that. And just kind of we reached this point where it just felt like God's hand wasn't on it anymore. Sure. I don't know how mm-hmm. to explain it any other way. It was like the grace that we felt like God had given us for that just lifted. Yeah. Mm. And so we didn't have a word. We didn't have God telling us like, yes, do it. You know, no, don't do it. Quit. Right. We just felt this like every time we showed up, we would leave disappointed and feeling like ah, something's just not right. Like something feels off, you know? Sure. Yeah. And so we wrestled it. I, you know, I would get advice from different pastors. One would tell me, no, no, you stick it out. Like you just, unless God tells you otherwise you do it. And then I have this, you know, another pastor who's like, oh no, dude, it's like in business. Like if the market's not hot, uh-huh. you leave that market. It's <laughs> like, awful. ooh. Uh, you know, is, and wow. so, that's rough. Yeah. 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 But you know, I'm doing all I know to do. I'm trying yeah. to ask as many advisors as I well, can. Yeah, I'm sure. trying to not make a flippant, like feeling based. Right. 
choice. Sure. But I'm not hearing like a, a specific answer from God on this. But yeah. like, yeah, something's got to give. Like, well, I don't feel burnt out. I don't feel like I don't like what we're doing. Right. I just don't feel a grace for it anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's even like that's really when like I mean we've always been friends and connected, but that's yeah. when we really started processing. Yeah. Like just you know like through that whole process together, even like yeah. together as friends and leaders, and just. Yeah. What does this mean? Yeah. You know, that was, I made a couple trips out there by then. Yeah. And I remember, I remember the FaceTime call that you and I had yeah. and you were like, you know, how's everything going? You know, expecting me to be like my normal, like I'm super optimistic. I'm super yeah. like positive about everything. I like, I might go to is like, it's great. You know, like I could be losing my left thumb and I'd be yeah. like, dude, my life's great. Yeah. Um, Classic. But yeah, I remember, you know, telling you like, dude, it's not going great. Like yeah. I'm just like, yeah, it was like an I'm, SOS. Yeah, I'm I'm like treading water. I don't really know what to do, but I feel like this weird, like, you know, God told us to do this. It's, I'm showing up and doing it, but I'm not feeling God in it anymore. Uh-huh. And to me, like my, just my view of church is like, when you start it, you just do it forever. You just mm-hmm. take this thing. Yeah. If there's 30 people with you forever, great. Do it with those 30 awesome. people forever. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. And so yeah. it was kind of uncharted water for me where I'm like, this doesn't even match my like, like my perception of what, of what a church, church does. Yeah. You know, like you create a community and then you just stick with that community and you just build for life. That's just yeah. what you do. Yeah. Um, even though, you know, in ministry I had been at, that was like my fifth or sixth church I'd, you know, quote unquote worked at. It still felt like my my perception is like, yes, pastors may change or people may move, but if you don't, like this is just your community and your family and you just grow with it. And yeah. so to wrestle these feelings of like, mm-hmm. I just feel like it's kind of over. Yeah. Which again. was hard for me. Cause that's what we were in. Yeah. You know, that's yep. what Love was is like, yep. you know, the same kind of idea of like, this yep. is your family. Yep. This is who you do life with. This is who you cultivate life yep. with. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so it kind of came down to the same thing. When we were at the church here in Chattanooga where it was like, okay, we feel like this season is ending, but we have people we're leading and we don't have anyone to, you know, pass this on to. We're like renting a building only on the day we do church. Mm-hmm. You know, we show up, set up for an hour, we do our thing, we tear down that night and then we come back a week later. So yeah. like any of our community stuff was during the week, you know, we're taking, you know, kids from their high school to Chick-fil-A and we're hanging out or whatever. And that mm-hmm. was like it. And so it was the same thing where it's like, God, my life seems to be changing, but I have no, like, what do I do with these people that I'm leading when I feel like you're leading me elsewhere? Right. You know, yeah. we, wow. again, you know, I don't know that we handled it perfectly. We tried our best. You know, yeah. we tried to point people in the right direction of other sure. churches that we mm-hmm. knew of. But like, it's, it's just a messy thing when you agree to ministry and it's like, you it just kind of follow what you feel like the Lord is telling you to do. And there's yeah. not always a logical rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, you like, just have to say yes and jump. Yeah. yeah. It know? often doesn't really lead where you maybe thought yes. it might've led. Yeah. Well, even reading like the acts of the apostles, like yep. it's not an, it wasn't an easy journey. Yeah. No. Like, Paul kept kicking people off of his tour and like, yeah. okay, he can come back yeah. and then kicking somebody else <laughs> off. Even waiting tour. on the Holy spirit. Like they yeah, didn't even, they, on they the had Holy no concept of what that even meant. No. Yeah. Like mission so they're just was new to together. Them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're just family. Yeah. 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 That's, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it's interesting though, because I think like the beauty of the beauty of those like stories paralleled is the idea that 
instead of doing what you saw in other leaders and just saying, I'm just going to do this because I'm in charge. Yeah. You said like, where's the grace at in this moment? And I'm going to follow grace, peace, and the wind. You know what I mean? You chose, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Oftentimes I think, I think everybody, and I can even be caught up in this is like, it's so easy to get critical of what another leader's done. And then you become a leader and you go, Ah. Am I doing that? Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, sure. oh no. Now, because totally. now I see 20 other reasons why I, you know, I did X, Y, or Z. Yep. And so like, it's amazing to see like. We call it Z here. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you Americans will get there. But, uh, <laughs> but to see that process and then go like, I'm not going to do that. I'm yeah. actually going to choose like to do this the correct way. Yeah. And get with leaders and submit to leadership and, yeah. you know, even other leaders like, you know, connected to your life yeah. and, and go like, okay, where is this going? How yeah. am I moving? You yeah. know, and I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not willing to just, you know, do something that there isn't a grace on anymore. Yeah. And that's the the phrase I remember during all those calls, cause we were talking just about weekly for a while mm-hmm. and all those calls on like, I just know the grace is not here on this. Yeah. And I know that there's a grace coming, but I just know it's not this. Yep. And you know, that's sometimes, you know, we even talked about then that invitation in the mystery is scary. Yeah. Because yeah. it really was your second invitation in, the, in you know, mm-hmm. into mystery yeah. in a way. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. 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 I think in those, in those times too, it's, you know, we talk about the, how, how should we be like defining success, you know, yeah. in ministry. Oh, but yeah. and I think, you know, in those times, it's so important to remember that, like, like if, if you're, if you're listening to the voice and the leading of the spirit and you're saying yes, like whatever the outcome is, that's success. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You know? Amen. Yeah. And so it's really easy to get caught up like like we failed and we, yeah. you know, this, it didn't turn out the way we thought it would or yeah. what could we have done better? Yeah. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, like, yeah. you know, you and Taylor, you have such a heart to just listen and obey. Yeah. And like that's success. Yeah. It's beautiful. You know? Yeah. Well, we even talked about this in our community tonight. I think it is, <laughs> I think it's a part of the problem why people struggle so hard when really big leaders fail in the church mm-hmm. because we have predominantly seen success not as obedience, but as like worldly success. And so yeah. oftentimes if we see a big church with a lot of people, we begin to understand that that is God's stamp of approval on right. that person's leadership. Oh, God must be blessing right. that. God must be blessing yeah. it. Cause, right. And then you hear about a leader who's, you know, built a 40,000 member church and has been having marital affairs the whole time. Right. Yeah. And you're like, well, that it's because that's not success. Look at their children now. Look yeah. at their marriage. Look at their family. Look at their right. finances. Like, or even the people that were yeah. under them in yes. the church. Has anybody in the church actually been discipled and grown? Right. Or, yeah. Has right. Any, yeah. Is yeah. anyone actually not on milk anymore? And so yeah. I think you're exactly right, Brian, that there's a beauty in understanding that success simply is obedience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is it. Yeah. And if we can't, you know, if we can't get to that, then we've kind of lost what we're. Because yeah. I think at the end of the day, like, I I see the the Joseph story like you know if we look at it like from the place of like only success in the sense of like things yeah great but like it was the obedience because that did lead to the slavery of Israel yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, 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 you know, Joseph had to listen to just obedience and follow mm-hmm. in what that was, yeah. you yeah. know, and there's such an opportunity to, to go, well, this wasn't this, so it must've been the wrong thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, no, that's not how all yeah. of scripture would show that everything is weird when we say yes. Right. Yeah. And I think too, there's, I don't think that anyone teaches this, 
But I think there's just this idea that God wanting good for us means that every season of our life, God's intention for us is to be quote unquote blessed and highly favored. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's like we have this idea that like God's design for our life being good means that everything must be going well. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like, look at anyone in the Bible. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone look at Jesus. Like if God's, you know, goodness is dependent on, our circumstances going well. And if they're not going well, then I must be out of the favor or in disobedience, or I'm, I choked, made the wrong choice, or I misheard God. We get all these like self doubt things, but like Jesus went to the cross. Right. And that was mm-hmm. God's plan. Yeah. Well, and Jesus even tells Peter and John, like, he says, Peter, like, John's going to live a great old life and you're going to die a yeah. gruesome death. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> Peter's yeah, like, Peter's okay. like, what about him? Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Peter's like, yeah. but he ultimately is like, okay. Yeah. You know, like there's a yeah. reality of like, it is hard because like at the end of the day, sacrifice has predominantly left like the Western, you know, culture of this. You know, the Eastern church would probably still deal with so much of this. You know, yeah. that's why like you look at the church in China, or you look at the you know church in Iran, Iraq, you're like, man, this is bravery. Yeah. This oh, is yeah. like obedience at the risk yeah. of death. Yeah, and yeah. you know sometimes we forget that obedience. You know that obedience and rest is internal. Yeah, you know yeah. like rest is a is an internal process, yeah. and peace is is an internal process. Yeah. And if you you have to follow that internally, not externally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think that's part of like the reason that it was easy for us to make really big life changing decisions with all these different churches and moving to Chattanooga twice. All my family's back in Washington. Like for myself. I think the biggest disappointment for myself on my deathbed would be that I get to the end of it and go, I stayed where it was comfortable. I stayed mm. where I felt the most, you know, fruitful or whatever, yeah. but I wasn't in God's wow. will. Yeah. That to me yeah. is terrifying. Yeah. Like I just don't want to be yeah. out of step. I yeah. just, I want to follow yeah. the wind. Right. I want to be in step with the spirit, even if it means that he's leading me into a place that felt like by the world standards, like planting a church that never took, that was still God's plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and there was so something good. in that development that we absolutely needed. It felt heartbreaking. It felt like, you know, we failed or whatever, but like ultimately God never promised us a a church that would continue forever. He never promised us. He just yeah. said plant a church. Yeah. So we yeah. just did it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And so I think for us, it's like even the, you know, when we lived in Chattanooga before and things changed with the church. It wasn't like, oh man, we must not have hurt God right. It was like, nope, there's something in this that God wanted us to experience. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like something that I, I just have been working through in my own mind. Like I think God allows us to experience hard things and negative things because it really is better for us in the in the long run. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I don't think he wishes harm on us. No, no, no. But like sometimes like I can tell my daughter like don't jump from the ottoman to the couch 40 times, mm-hmm. but ultimately I she's just going to learn when she <laughs> yeah. smacks her head one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pick her up and love her, but like yeah. I I can tell her over and over and over, but there's something about her experiencing it when I wasn't looking and she already knew she shouldn't have done it that she's going to learn on her own. She's going to take it careful next time, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Well, I think like ministry like I think sometimes external chaos presents to us the invitation into like internal rest and peace again, you know. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like I think this, um, this, you know, this as a vocation, I think is impossible unless the internal 
person is at rest and at peace. You know, yeah. Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden's light. Yeah. But Jesus goes to the cross. So right. externally, it feels like chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So yeah. internally, it's easy and internally, it's light. Yeah. yeah. It's this external thing. And I think oftentimes we can mix up that the inward man is mm-hmm. always at rest. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the outward man becomes at rest even through the process yeah. around him. But that's a process of learning. Yeah. 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 We, um, We've got just a little bit of time left. Let's take a, a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor. And then um, I do want to hear just a little bit about kind of your last move here. Back to Chattanooga. Great. Are you in the market for top-notch packaging solutions? Look no further. Introducing Associated Packaging, your trusted partner in packaging excellence. We specialize in providing high-quality packaging supplies and cutting-edge packaging automation. Our team is dedicated to ensuring your production runs smoothly with our factory-trained service technicians, just-in-time inventory management, and turnkey packaging solutions. Say goodbye to costly downtime. With Associated Packaging, you'll maximize uptime and reduce downtime, boosting your efficiency and profitability. Don't compromise on packaging quality and efficiency. Choose API for all your packaging needs. Call us today at 706 Four five nine 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 six. Ask for Chad Balistrieri or visit our website at www.associatedpackaging.com. Associated Packaging, where packaging excellence meets innovation. Okay, we're back. We're back. Whew, um, felt like eternity. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephen, before. Uh, before we we took that break, uh, you know, you were just mentioning that, you know, sometimes you think maybe the Lord allows us to experience hard things, yeah. And and I do, I agree fully, yeah. Not that maybe He authors difficulty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes maybe He asks us to do things that are hard, yeah. But um, you know, I do think that <clears throat> I think there are things that we can learn through hard experiences yeah. that maybe we couldn't learn if everything was always easy and smooth all the time. Yeah. You know, I think there are aspects of him that we see through difficulty. Yeah. That maybe we wouldn't even think to look for. Yep. If we never experienced anything hard in life. That's good. You know? And so I think, I think, you know, in everything there's an invitation. Yeah. That's beautiful. I think, I think too, like, I think hard only becomes bad when we don't lean into presence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like hard is one thing. Yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? Like I don't mind hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's when hard becomes bad, you go, okay, maybe I've done something wrong here. And, uh, you know, normally it's, I've actually pulled myself out of the secret place, out of the wilderness. And Mm -hmm. I've allowed myself to now do this out of, you know, self effort, out of ambition, you know. Yeah. You ever have, go ahead. I was just going to say, like sometimes, you know, when I've experienced hard things, it does get harder when you stop asking when you stop asking the question, like, how should I be thinking about this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how are you viewing this, Father? How are you viewing this circumstance? And how mm-hmm. should I be thinking about it? Yeah. yeah. And when you stop asking that question, you can come to any conclusion in the right. world, you know? That's good. Right. <clears throat> yeah. You guys ever have one of those, like, disappointing <laughs> things happen in life and you find yourself just, like, you just start worshiping? You ever yeah. have one of those? Or yeah. you just start praying? Sure. It's not even like, yeah. God, please change this. It's like, man, I just like, boom. Like the one thing I need is just presence right now. I feel like, like I, I got tongues to out of a situation like that, actually. Really? Yeah. yeah my first experience speaking in tongues kind of came out of one of those like in the car. Yeah. Like just like broken, like 
I yep. just hate my life. And and I had I had I had spoken in tongues before, but I would say like what came out then is what I have now, and it's not it was not the same. Yeah. It's either like before I was like pretending and like just speaking like you know my what own language. Heard. Yeah, what yeah. I heard. Yeah. Or like I just got maybe upgraded, but yeah, yeah. something came out of me in one of those for yeah. sure. Wow. Yeah. It's it's a that's raw cool. thing. Yeah, it's a raw thing. I yeah. think to you know to get there. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, I feel like that's where God wants us to be. Where, like, come high or low, like, yeah. our response is, yeah. okay, I just got to be with Jesus. Well, like, I just, I need that, yeah. you know? Well, I think, too, like, and I feel like a lot of people would think this isn't true and backwards, but I think a lot of that comes out of because it's a lot harder to trust him in success than it is in failure. Hmm. And I yeah. think that's why. I think oftentimes what Yahweh is trying to build in us and through us and what he wants to do with us, if we can't lean into trust and failure, we will never do it in success. Right. Absolutely. Because it's a lot harder. Yeah. When things are going smooth, you're not really like worried about No. You know, are you trusting him or not? Yeah. yeah. You're, no. you're not at the at the altar, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like yeah. really yeah. like, Lord, is this what you have for me when yeah. you've yeah. you know, your bank account's full yeah. and everything. You know what I mean? And so like I think there's a I think oftentimes Yahweh is preparing us to, and I don't even want to use the term bless us, but promote us um, into our design more. And I think that requires a lot of yeah. intimacy. Like if Jesus, it says Jesus often withdrew, if he had to often withdraw, yeah. what does, what yeah. type of withdrawal is needed for the leader? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I sure. think that was one of the big wrestles for me coming out of that church planting season because. I think I took it so hard in that season because anything I had ever led in the past just thrived. Yeah. Like it grew, whether, you know, that would be in number or in just like, you know, robust, like it just, it yeah. was healthy. For you know? sure. Mm -hmm. And so to go for five and a half, six years doing something that just never felt like it just caught wind, <laughs> yeah. it was yeah. like, Got off the okay, floor. Like I must have done something wrong, you know. Like all yeah. these things. Someone are bring in. CPR to this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think for me, I had to like, I had to relearn my reliance on God because mm. I think because everything I had done in the past had just gone well yeah. and been quote unquote successful, whatever you want to call that, whether it was mm -hmm. you know healthy measures or unhealthy measures, it was it seemed healthy. Yeah. And so to do something for that long that didn't. You know, it brought a lot of things to the surface, insecurities and, you know, questioning myself and my calling and all these things. And I think right. I had to like, I had to wrestle that to like find peace again with like, I'm exactly who God made me to be. And that's wow. okay. Yeah. And if nothing ever seems fruitful to anyone else sure. or myself, never seems healthy, I'm still I'm exactly who God called yeah. me to be. Mm -hmm. when you and could, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And you could see, like I remember because uh, I had come up the first time, like almost in COVID. Yeah. Like I was still to wear a mask on a plane. It was yeah. really weird. But like Camilla was born in our our first daughter. She was born in January. I think you came up in like March or something. Yeah. It wasn't very long after. And I yeah. remember like one of the things I will always say that I think is like your greatest talent, skill, and just grace on your life is your ability to come into something, find leaders, place leaders, and equip leaders. Yeah. Like, you know, you didn't just start like a youth thing. You actually built like a really like I feel like the the leader group was like almost better than the group itself. Yeah. Like and there yeah. was more leaders than there was. Yeah. You just build really great leaders and you see leadership and you call it out of people. And it was a weird moment of like I could tell you were like, it's kind of just me right now. 
Yeah. And that was like a real, you know, like I have no one that I'm like pouring. Cause I yeah. think that's like when your desire and your call is, you know, even Paul says in Romans, like if you have the grace of leadership, some of us have mm -hmm. the grace of leadership and that's really even oftentimes to lead leaders. And when we yeah. don't have that, there's a bit of emptiness in us. Yeah. And I could tell like, this was a moment for you of like, I'm relying simply on Jesus right now. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, it was like, Okay, if like if we're gonna leave, you know, at the end of our gathering, the end of our service, and go like, you know, I I don't feel like God's grace in it. Can we at least look back and go like everything we did was purposeful, mm -hmm. like we meant it, it was genuine, we believed in it, like we honored the Lord, and if nothing caught, we didn't like, there would be tons of nights where. Taylor and I would be leading worship and there's, you know, 10, 10 young people in there and you just were pushing so hard to try and, you know, when you're like in a worship service yeah. and all of a sudden the presence just hits, we're just like striving for these moments. Like, Oh, we just want to be with the Lord. We want these young people to just experience the heavy, tangible presence of the Lord. And we just wouldn't get there. And we, we would be disappointed at the end of the night, but then we would go, but did we do everything we could do to honor the Lord sure. mm -hmm. to provide a space for him to show up? Yeah. And if we didn't feel it, does that actually mean that he wasn't showing up and doing something in someone else's life there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like everything that was religious yeah. that proved that we were doing something right, we just had to let go of and go, okay, did, were we obedient? Did we honor the Lord? Yeah. Did yeah. we point people to him or did we point people to ourselves? Okay. Yeah. If we did all the things that we know that are like obedient and God honoring and what we're doing, mm -hmm. then like the, the, you know, produce of it, it like that's just gotta be in yeah. God's hands. It yeah. just has to be, that's you good. know? Yeah, that's great. I love uh, that. Brian did a lot of that when he was in the Presbyterian Church too. Big time. Big, big, big role for him. <laughs> I do want to. Brian said, "I want to talk about your transition here." Yeah. And I want to talk about first. Well, first, I want to acknowledge the difference of two young people who are recently married. Yeah. <laughs> and with the cavalierness of just being able to just go wherever you want. Yep. Versus the idea of making a move with two kids. Yep. Where all their grandparents live. Yep. <laughs> Uh, where, you know, your wife has a very steady job. She's finished for her degree. And, like, there's a difference in those two moves. It's, well, <laughs> this person's been here twice. Like, no, 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 no. This person yeah. came, like, as a as a as almost a teenager, it feels like. Yeah. And then came, like, as a man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> with a family. Know, with a family, yeah. a yeah. very different move, a yeah. very different way of, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it's one thing to, like, especially, like, I'm learning already, and he's not even here, but, like, my parents love me, but they already seem to love Benjamin more than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, like, to pull Benjamin. Yeah, and so, like, <laughs> to pull Benjamin away, yeah. I think, would hurt worse than me going anywhere. Yeah. And so, like, what was your process of, like, realizing, like, what you wanted, where you wanted it, and, like, like run us through that? Yeah. So one of the things that me and Taylor just always dreamed about was the slow life. We just have this term that we just have coined between us. We mm -hmm. just want the slow life. We don't want to yeah. be rushed mm. from thing to thing, trying to build this, prove mm. this, you know, earn this. We just want a slow life. Like, we want, you know, like... <laughs> All my life, I've made fun of country music. And then I started listening to Morgan Wallen, and here we are. Yeah. Everything's changed. I'm wearing <laughs> a Houston a, hat. And, yeah, you're you know, just a country yeah, man. I'm just a country fella. Welcome to Chattanooga. So, uh, Chattanooga. So, uh, yeah, I think we, you know, we were kind of in the rat race of trying to, like, build something with the church that we had planted. And so I think towards the end of it, we were just kind of, like, in the same spot as we were when we were leaving the church originally in Chattanooga that we were in. We felt like, okay, God's grace isn't on it anymore. 
We feel like we're supposed to wrap up the season, but again, we don't feel like we know what's next. And at least at this point, it wasn't the first time I've experienced that. So I had mm. a little more confidence in that. It mm. wasn't as like, yeah. oh, what's, what are we going to do? You know, yeah. it was like, okay, yeah. well, right now, like we have a great house, we have a great family. We have our jobs are situated. Like I wasn't getting paid by the church. Like we had, you know, like we, everything was together. In a yeah, life. you could. Yeah. And it was as far as like, okay, we're just wrapping up this, you know, season of planting and we're just kind of waiting on what God wants to do next. And I do think like the confidence in that season came from the really confusing season where we were (laughs) at the church and everything was changing. We didn't know what to do next. And God just said, go. And we just said, okay, you know, we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, it was a year between when we like closed our doors for the last time at the church we planted and when I think when we moved here or it was, I think it was a year from when we closed up the church to where we said like, this is happening. We're moving like in the next month or two. And so that was like a long period of time where we were like, you know, okay, God, what's next? Like, you know, yeah. what are we doing? Like, yeah. you know, we're serving at a church. We're happy. Our kids are great. Like everything is going well, but like, there's still this sense of like ministry pull and there's just no real opportunity presenting itself, which my whole life, yeah. that was how I knew God was, you know, yeah. quote unquote new, right. like God was speaking to me. Something right. would just would present would, itself. And you'd mm-hmm. pull and presence. Like yeah. a lot of our like first conversations before like being at Bila was more about like, I want to be in a place that values being in the presence that could look like 10 minutes, <laughs> yes. 10 hours, <laughs> yes. worship for three hours, whatever. We just yes. want to be in that. Cause you guys have always been hungry. Yes. To be in the presence of the 100%. Lord like above everything else in your life. Yes. Yeah. And so, and you know, I mentioned that in the, the church that we were at, like the biggest struggle was like, we're trying to help these young people experience the presence of God because that's like the most important thing to yeah. us. Yeah. Like we just want the presence. So, sure. Like, you know, you have these amazing experiences one-on-one with the Lord, but there's something so special about the corporate gathering of the mm-hmm. family of God together experiencing it, Yep. Yeah. which I just have to like shout out this last Sunday. Like it was insane. Like mm-hmm. where we as a church family at B-Love, like oh my where we went in the Lord on Sunday, like yeah. I don't really know how to describe it, I know. but it was just, yeah. I kept yeah. thinking like it is so thin between like heaven and us right now like yeah, yeah. the kingdom of god is like it's in, here it's just thin you know yeah we're just in the, the presence was just when so you realize strong. i think those moments are where you go i am i am in what i was designed for yes yeah that's yep. a that's like a wild thing to think is yes. like right now i'm in what i was made for yes yeah and yep. i'm in it yep you know and it's like it's presence and it's heavy yep. and it's and it's and it's vast yep and know? i think that's everything we dreamed about with for you sure. know looking for a church beyond like this is before. So you guys were getting ready to transition into planting be love when we were starting to like roll everything up with the church that we planted. Yes. Mm. So it was like, everything was kind of happening at the same time. And because no and I were close and we're friends, like I'm cheering them on. I'm watching the stuff that they're posting, uh, you know, about the banners and the type of church we're going to be and all this stuff. And me and Taylor are going, man, I love what they're posting. Like, this is everything we want. Yeah. Like this is everything we've been like knocking our head against the wall, trying to build for five and a half, six years of planting yeah. a church. Yeah. Slow presence driven family, mm. s- that slow life. Yeah. You know, yeah. We and do because it different down south. Yeah. And so for us, like, 
you know, like church is a huge, it's just a huge part of our lives. It always has been. Sure. We mm-hmm. love, we love to be a part of the church. Yeah. And so like for us feeling like this, you know, this is where we want to be. And there was never like this moment where we felt like we were just supposed to leave like Washington. It just felt like we were supposed to like end what we were doing at the church. Mm. And so it, it was one of those things, like I said before, we didn't really feel like a sense of where we were going, just a sense of what we were not going to continue doing. Yeah, sure. And so, you know, in the course of time, we're, we're just talking about what we dream about in our marriage and our family and having that slow life and having, you know, less rush and hurry and just trying to like make something of, you know, a ministry or whatever. And just to like be, you know, mm-hmm. just to like be without any agenda, without any hustle, without any hype, without any, yo, what's up, everybody? This Sunday's going to be so sick. Like, yeah. you know, that's the kind of videos I'm posting every week and it's killing my soul, yeah. but I don't know what else to do. You know? Yeah, that would make yeah. me just, yeah. Yes. I have to go work at McDonald's or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're dreaming of this thing. And as we're processing just between the two of us, you know, B love is posting all the things that we go. That's what we want in a church. Sure. Yeah. That's what we yeah. tried to build in this church. And so, mm-hmm. uh, interestingly enough, it wasn't like, so we should, you know, move at, you know, back to Chattanooga and be a part. It was just like, that's exactly it. So like, maybe we'll be a part of something again, or we'll start something again or whatever. And so we come down for Noah and Bailey's wedding and yes. yeah, <laughs> whoop 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 big party I, that's where i met you yep uh yeah. and i remember for whatever reason i just always wanted to meet your parents Noah. and so <laughs> yeah you I, hadn't met them at that yeah. point right and so i think like i had always like secretly dreamed of like wanting to be a chant even though i kn- i knew nothing <laughs> about your parents whatsoever <laughs> like i have no idea sure, why sure. i can't even tell you well to your defense people won't know this you're kind of a black sheep in your family where you're you're like you are like you're you know boisterous. You're loud. Yeah. You're funny, and your family is a lot more like quiet and peaceful. Yes. And you're you're more like me yeah. than your family. Yeah, but, you, you know. hear me before you see me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a that's a yeah. chant right there. <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember at at your wedding, which by the way I'm so good at being late to things. I remember they started the. <laughs> wedding procession oh noah's already at the front and here me and taylor come we literally flew down to chattanooga for the wedding for the wedding yeah. and he was late to my wedding and i was late to it nice. and we're yeah. walking across the lawn and noah's like at the front i'm like hey you know yeah. kind of he's getting ready to walk down yeah, across we- the other side of the lawn <laughs> You see, like, 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 black jean jacket, black pants, slick back, black hair. And like, here comes Wash. Here comes Washington, right down the middle of the grass oh, in the man, south yes. so in April. Yes, and so I remember. Uh, you know, we met your parents that night, Jamie yeah. and Darlene. We loved them and just felt like we clicked with them. I remember afterwards, you had told me like. Uh, my mom told me you came up and like gave her a big bear hug. Like the moment you met her, I was like, yeah, I did. I admit it. Because <laughs> I, uh, I was just so excited to like sure. meet your family for whatever reason. I can't tell you why. So, uh, you know, fast forward past that, you know, we're talking afterwards and Noah's always joked like, dude, just come back, man. Just come back. Yeah, to like, just come, come on. Come on. You know, you're supposed just to. Just he kept, he just kept saying it. like, I love what you're doing. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. yeah so, so just like, come like, here. be a part of it. Yeah. Like, you like know? don't you remember the prophetic? Don't word? you remember like, the prophetic? On, word? Humble yourself yeah. before the Lord <laughs> and on, just man. come down here. 
<laughs> and so, yeah, we just, we really clicked with uh, your parents and just felt like, you know, like the church is already all the things that we want in a church. Mm. And we felt like with the family that you were creating, just the idea that we could possibly have that like spiritual father, mother relationship possibly with your parents yes, was a giant draw to us For because sure. one of the things we talked about in our community this week was just this idea of really everyone in our group going, we just want spiritual parents. And wow. I think creating a family like we are in be love, we have a bunch of people, some with great, you know, actual parents and some with not great ones. We all just have this desire for people to just like love us and take mm -hmm. us under their wing. Yeah. And uh, one of my struggles was in all these different churches that I worked at, it, I never communicated it, but deep down, I always wanted the pastor that I was working for to just like love me and take me under his wing. Like I didn't care what I was doing on staff. Mm -hmm. I really just wanted to like be loved by somebody, yeah. you know? Yeah. For sure. And so, you know, our values are aligning with like the values of what, you know, B-Love is posting and saying, this is what we want to be, this is what we want to create. And then we meet your parents and they're like, hey, like, I feel like we really just click with you. And so them kind of being like, you know, you should really think about coming down and you're, you know, continue joking like, you know, no, you should really come down. Yeah, you should, you should be here. It kind of became this thing when we got back from that trip where... I was like, man, I, I really feel, I said to Taylor, I, I really feel like maybe we're supposed to be back in Chattanooga. And it was kind of like, Glory to God. I was sure <laughs> she was going to say, yeah, you're crazy. Yeah. Cause you she, know? she did not love the first, she loved the church. She did yes. not love the city on the very first oh, tour she made yes. down to Chattanooga. Yeah. Yes. It was She's, a very big point of contention. Cause I, for many that know, I love this city. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's the greatest city in the world. Yeah. Right. So like for people to not like it, it would not go over well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Wow. And so to my shock, she goes, you know, I'm feeling the exact same thing. That's crazy. And I was kind of like, wait, are you for God. real? And so kind of like the conversation just kind of like evolved very quickly from there where it was like, we've been just kind of sitting on our hands going, I don't know what's next. But like our last assignment clearly is up. We've already rolled up the doors on that. Like it's, that's done. We don't know what's next, but we know there's gotta be something. And now we have this kind of invitation to come be a part of a family where mm. it, it's funny. Like when I first got here, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And you're like, yeah, isn't that the beauty of it? We're literally bringing you to be a part of our church and just be a son. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, no, you're correct. Like, doesn't make sense to <laughs> yeah. me. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Just be a son. Which is funny because it speaks to that desire that I had all these years to just be, mm -hmm. be a part. Yeah, you yeah. know, be yeah. loved by you know, yeah. like you can't a do anything until you know who you are. Like, there's yes. no point in yeah. doing a, a job somewhere until yes. you like understand what you're, who you are and what you're there for. Which is funny because I did it for twelve years. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. So and I, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's beautiful to see like because it's hard for people to understand like okay like what am i supposed to do it's like exactly yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just you you focus on being yeah. for a bit and, and that's enough yeah and that's mm -hmm. enough and that's yeah. and that's the thing it's not even like a process of like you in someone's waiting for it. it's just to show like that is enough yeah and if nothing changed from just being yeah that's more than enough yeah you know and that's something i love about our church culture is that i don't think it's like prescribed i don't think we like say it anywhere but I have been part of churches where you feel when you walk in, if you're like a young couple or whatever, like you're going to meet a few like 
quote unquote top leaders in the church who are like, Hey, let's hang out. Let's grab coffee. Like, yeah. you know, you look, mm-hmm. you know, cool or whatever. Like, yeah. You just immediately yeah. feel like I'm like meat on a stick. Yeah, you're like yeah, trying yeah. to come oh get gosh. involved. You know? A young, successful couple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so to feel like we just came in and it was like, there's no expectation of us. There's just acceptance. Yeah. There's just like, yeah. we're genuinely just glad you're checking us out because you might just tap into something that you'd never realized you really needed. Wow. And we've tapped into it and realized this That's is exactly good. what we needed. That's you so know? Wow. Yeah, and and that's, so that's that's what we felt from day one. I remember when we so once we had that conversation and and she was like, yeah, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. I think we're supposed to do it. We came down, and uh, she was going to look for some jobs. We we're going to look at some areas for looking at houses. And I remember <laughs> we went to be love, and we just sobbed the whole time, the whole <laughs> service, the whole gathering. We were just sitting there sobbing because it was exactly what our hearts just longed for in yeah. a church community. And it wasn't that it was so excellent or that it was, you know, certain style or preference. It was just that the presence of God was so strong. And that was the only thing that mattered to people in the room. Mm-hmm. And so for us to not be the ones that are like spearheading, trying to get other people to like care about that too, yeah. or trying to get other people to this like spiritual place where they want the presence of God too, but to step into an environment where it's a whole yeah. family of people wow. who already want that, it was like, we found home. Yeah. Wow. Not like we found our home church. No, like we found like home for our soul. You yeah. Know? Yeah. We found family. Yeah. We found family. Like church we found is, our people. Church is great, but if it's not family, if it's not stitched together, it's yeah. just congregants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've all experienced enough congregants. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. And that's a bold, it's such a bold move to, to like, I think there's something in following you know, a church and then following presence. And it felt like, you know, B-Love was the ends of the means of that, but really you were just following presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. if you know, and that's been the beauty, I think, of even watching you guys here is you guys, your even hunger has brought something even more to our family than I could have imagined. It's been beautiful mm-hmm. to see your guys' hunger yeah. kind of even take some other people that, because it's easy to get... um comfortable in what you're in yeah and not go mm-hmm. oh, oh right but then yeah. you see someone come in and go no 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 this is it yeah. and you go oh right yeah and yeah. then your hunger brings an, a freshness yeah to other people in the room and you're yeah. like whoa mm-hmm. this is what it's for yeah. this is the purpose behind it all yeah totally it's interesting because we may bring that but we feel the same looking at the other people exactly in the room. Yeah. yeah like we're not looking to try right. and do that mm-hmm. we yeah. just it's the We're natural like, expression of family. I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, like you're both your wives doing worship. Like there's just something beautiful about like the, the essence of worship, the heart of worship that we just have in our house. Like mm. people just, we just love the Lord. Yeah. It's just like, I know. Yeah. there's no pretense. We're not yeah. building be love. <laughs> I know. We're, we're genuinely building a family that yeah. just loves the Lord. Yeah. Loves yeah. presence. Yeah. It's beautiful to see. When yeah. I even think like, there is a there's a moment where um, like with anything in life the newness wears off and so mm-hmm. you know now you guys have been here to a place long enough where it's like the newness comes off and you go oh it's just family yeah you know what I mean like you yeah. you know you wonder like in this moment of it's like oh it's still just family yeah mm-hmm. this was no like 
get this here and then we'll kind of just, you know, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, there's still family every week. Yep. We're still stitched together every week. It's yep. who we are. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I would say now, like you're, you know, like Steven and Taylor are no less, or even Camilla and Kaya are no less part of the genetic DNA of who we are yep. than anybody else in the room who's been for X amount of days or X amount of weeks. Like it's mm-hmm. just a family. Yeah. 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 Well, and I kind of think that's like, you know, like in the church success, mega church kind of like, success metrics like you kind of shun the idea of like people coming from other churches it's like you know we're growing in numbers but like we're trying to just reach the unsaved whatever but i feel like there's just a season we're in in like the big picture church the big c church that like families and atmospheres that are like value to value matching like you're just gonna draw the people that like they just already want what you have. Wow. So mm-hmm. much of ministry for me has been convincing people to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Convincing people to show up, convincing mm-hmm. people to go to the small group, convincing people to give, convincing people to invite their friends, convincing yeah. people to whatever, you yeah. name it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something beautiful about what we have to <clears throat> offer because be love is not a, it's not a persuasion trap. Wow. Right. You know, That's so good. Yeah. People don't come on Sunday and get, a you know a, a sermon that's based on convincing you to like do more be more whatever yeah. mm-hmm. convert invite like, a friend like pull my teeth out yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's something so refreshing about that for yeah. people to feel like man this is exactly what i'm looking for yeah. and it's kind of nice to feel like there's sometimes there's people that come and they go this isn't for me and you go that's okay yeah 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 well, we're just gonna attract it, the people who like yeah and sometimes it may crush you right want. now yeah in yeah. certain seasons, like, you know, like like a, a 22-year-old, Stephen, you don't know if he yeah. would have been into B-Love. Totally. Mm-hmm. It may have not been the, you know, may have crushed him in that season. And yeah. it is, you're right. And you almost get, like, we've almost, you know, laughed about getting caught up in the moment of, like, not selling ourselves. People, like, really make sure you want this. You know, yeah. like when they walk in the door, yeah. like, really yeah. make sure this is what you yeah. want to do because we're yeah. not going to change. So, yeah. like, mm-hmm. if you don't like it, like, don't come, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's like you almost get caught in. I remember there was a, a couple, in, in a beautiful way, we were in the lobby talking a couple, it was our, a couple of, in our elders actually. And they said, the hardest thing about this is never wanting to open the door to anyone else because we feel so special in, in what we have. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm like, trust me, I know Yeah, it's yeah. a hard thing. Cause you, you know, you realize that cultivating family and kingdom family mm-hmm. is a hard thing to do in this season of life. Yeah. And when you get it, mm-hmm. you just want to, yeah. you know, grasp onto yeah. it. Cause you realize how much orphan spirits in you. I oh think. yeah. 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 And it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's beautiful even to come in and have like spiritual parents and yeah. to find my parents and find that, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's, and that's, you know, that's not everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. been hard being Brian and Braden's spiritual father. And like, that's a full time <laughs> job for me. <laughs> it's been really difficult. It's the job that never sleeps. It's the job you know? that never sleeps. Brian and Braden are calling me all throughout the night. <laughs> problems they're having in their lives it's like look i'm only one one spiritual father i can't do this <laughs> yeah. oh man but but you know the the thing that the thing that draws you to a church is going to have to be the thing that that continues to keep you there yeah. in a sense you know and sure. you know not you're right not everybody wants what we're offering yeah but if it happens that you are somebody who you just want kingdom family that gathers around the presence, yeah, like 
we can, this is it. We can, uh, we can oblige. Yeah. 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 You know, but if, but, but if you're looking for a church that can offer you the best programs and the best, you know, the best this or that, you know, that they'll have to keep that up. Yep. To keep you there, probably. If you're looking yep. for your kids yeah. to sing Mary, did you know, like at, right. at Christmas up on stage, we're probably not Oh, wait, the... is this too late to tell you I am? <laughs> yeah. I am looking for that. I am looking. Well, <laughs> and I think, too, like we're also a place, like within valuing the presence, too, we're also a place that is going to take enough time to allow the presence to move yeah. and, like, educate you on why it's moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like... One of the, at the end of the day, I know that not only do we have like one of the most spirit-filled families, we also have one of the most intelligent families mm-hmm. because we have a group of people who <laughs> desire to understand why they are, who they are, why they're doing what they're doing, and, and a great working theology for who they are. And we're, you know, it's the yeah. hard, it's the beauty and the hard part about us. I love it because every time Stevens brought someone, they always go, "Man, this was great," and I he prepared me like it's going to be a long night so buckle up mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, yep. it's weird we ended up just having a spirit-filled service and it closed a little early the first time his parents came and his dad was like i'm a little disappointed i was told it was going to yeah. be like a couple hours <laughs> yeah you know, it's like we brought snacks <laughs> you know and it's like uh, and normally it is like next time you come we'll get back to our regularly scheduled two two and a half hour yeah. programming yeah. here but yeah. like you know, like we really value like just doing family together. And, and I think that comes out in our ability to say like, we're just going to be in this until we're yeah. done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I and, think something you said earlier too, about kind of like, I don't think you use this term, but kind of the honeymoon phase yeah. where you, you know, you first get involved in something or you first meet somebody or whatever. And it's like super exciting. And then it kind of wears off the thing about Christianity and following Jesus is that the presence doesn't get old. Mm, yeah, yeah, right. It's beautiful. Right. So, like, if the one thing we offer is a moment in your week to just fully surrender to like the tangible, thick presence of God, yeah. like you're not going to get bored of that. Yeah, you're just not. Right. Like right. I've been, I've been a believer as long as as long as I've been alive. You know, as yeah. long as I can remember, mm-hmm. and I still sob in the presence because yeah. it's just like it is home to me. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. His mercies. It's new every yeah. morning. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, it's but you're right, Brian. Too like there's this place of of it's not it doesn't get old, and it's also it's what we offer, so it's what will maintain it, and that's beautiful. Like you know, like from my perspective as a senior leader, it's beautiful because I no longer carry any responsibility to maintain something for people. Right. Yeah. If you don't want the presence, then you're gonna hate what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But like in that same sense, I haven't hyped you up. I haven't drawn you in. Mm-hmm. I haven't, you know, forced you to come. Like you said, like you spend so much time, like get, get in a group, getting this, getting yeah. that, you know, there's no one out with a sign, you know, yeah. the middle of the street, you know, twirling it saying, come at <laughs> 10 yeah. and noon and 2 PM. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it's the end of the day. It's like, Hey, like we're a group of people that meet around the presence and we care about being family. We gather around tables a lot. We eat a lot of meals together. Yeah, We meet weekly together in each other's homes. And if that's, that's something you're into, then Great, which in my opinion, you know, that was the whole church, so that should be what you're into, but it, obviously it's just not the, the, yeah. the way right now. Yeah. yeah. And I think it is important to say, too, like, we're not the only church doing this. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. We, like, we, we can bring our own context because we're a part of it and whatever, but the reality is we don't have a big, like, worldwide known name, and there's probably a million other churches that are the same. Yeah, for sure. sure. That you just yeah. will never hear about. No. And yeah. it kind of goes back to that metrics of success where 
our goal is not to be the most known. No. And right. our goal is not to be the best church in Chattanooga. No. Mm-hmm. The goal is to be a family who just loves the presence. Exactly. And if we're one of a thousand doing that, amazing. And yeah. if we're the right. only one, then that's also yeah. amazing. Like we mm-hmm. we're just gonna do what we are called to do. Yeah. yeah. And it's no it's no shame to someone else who doesn't click mm. with what we're doing. Right. We don't think we're the best or better or whatever, mm-hmm. but like we just believe in what we're offering because we're not offering ourselves. Exactly. One we're yeah. offering like great. come like yeah. meet the Lord. And yeah. in meeting Jesus, you will also experience his body in us. And yeah. you will yeah. be loved, you'll be accepted, so you'll be valued. And if you want to serve, great, you can serve. But that's not our goal for getting in here you in no. here so we have another nursery worker. Mm-hmm. Like no, or just, so our name gets. You know, we've talked about name, that with yeah. hospitals and yeah. things like if the hospitals in Chattanooga shut down because there's no sick people, but that never gets attributed to be loved. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But if it's because a group of people are willing to get her in the presence and get around the altar yeah. and yeah. make this city look like the kingdom, I'm yeah. more than happy to yep. take that. Yeah. Yep. I think ultimately, like a healthy desire would be that you are one of 10 million churches doing this. Yeah. Exactly. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. You know, yeah. there's, there's, we've yeah. talked a little bit about this, but there's just so much competition in, and you know, church world, <laughs> in the church world, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. it's it's almost unbelievable, you know, how yeah. we've gotten there. But you know, I think that's my desire is that it's like rival <clears throat> car dealerships. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the desire isn't that isn't that we would become the biggest and the most well known church, but that yeah. we would, you know, that that the, the inspiration that we're that we're feeling and the the yeah. pull we're feeling yeah. to do what we're doing yeah. would be seen around the world. Yeah. Right. Well, well, even oh, sorry, you go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say something special about what we're doing is that we're not alone. We're part yeah, of a exactly. river of other families and other yeah. churches who mm-hmm. value the same things. Doing the same. May thing. look a little different, may sound a little different, may preach or sing a little different, mm-hmm. but we all value the same things. We all have the same. Like we're not yeah. on our own. Yeah. <laughs> like we're not just you yeah. know gung ho. Right. Well, know, and to go with that, you know, like. Like my spiritual father even said that, like, you know, when me and Bailey made the transition, it was the statement that will always sit with me is you're never, you will never be in Chattanooga to start something. You'll be there to implement something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. like we didn't come here to like start yeah. a movement. We came yeah. here to implement something that's already been existed yeah. and bring it to our city. That's mm-hmm. great. You know, I'm not here yeah. to create Be Love as the name. I'm here mm-hmm. to like implement the presence and this idea yep. of kingdom family that's in our river already and all that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's great. Yeah. Well, we're this was a good one. This was yeah. a good one. This Long was one. fun. Yeah, it's uh, been our longest episode. Yeah, it's. I it's mean, been, we've got our best guest on. Right, <laughs> you got to give him his most time. We didn't even crack like a top ten of some of his ministry stories. We may have to do a two oh, three parter here. Two parter. Yeah, two parter here. Here's tune in of, next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where Stephen goes through his greatest <laughs> breakdowns, and <laughs> his biggest cry moments in ministry. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. I had a ton of fun. Yeah. yeah. Steven, thank you for being here. Yeah. It's beautiful hearing me. your story and having yeah. you part of our family. And I will say that I think be love is not be love without you guys mm. and thank your you. family. And this is, um, it's incredible. You guys are just an amazing couple and your girls are even better than you two. True. So, so yeah. Beautiful <laughs> girls. Yeah. Yeah, for real though. It's it it's just a crazy honor that you guys would uproot your lives and and move here to be you know a part of what we're doing and to yeah. be part of the family and and we get to have you and you know our community group and yeah. so we've benefited greatly from that too. Yeah, yeah, it's an honor for us too. Like yeah. it's just so many things just in my life right now. It's like man, God, you're just you're answering prayers that I haven't 
shared with anybody. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like that slow Beautiful. life that we wanted for years and talked about yeah. and dreamed about. It's like, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. Man. Me and my spiritual son, Brian. <laughs> Me, Steve, and my spiritual son, All right, Brian. that's all the time we have. For- <laughs> <laughs> Just the three of us. Oh, huh? we're out of time. Thank okay. <laughs> I'm going to start saying me and Junior over here. <laughs> I'm sorry to oh everyone that has gosh. to listen to this. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay, I feel good about this. Yeah, amen. I feel great. Cool. Yeah. All right. We love well, all of you. Yeah. Cool. Steve and Noah, thank you guys for being here. To all our listeners, thank you, and we love you. <laughs>